And I started in Houston at Rashard Lewis fundraiser. You know, nice as hell. I ain't playing. I'm just watching everybody else trash hitting the ball in the <laughs> woods, can barely hit the ball. I'm like, why is y'all wasting y'all time? Like, y'all is trash. Like, I know I could be better to do better than that. I pull up on Moses Malone. Moses Malone, rest in peace. His his group. He's like, man, you, you think it's so easy? Come, come hit this ball. I'm like, Hall of Famers say come hit this ball. I got to get up and go hit this ball. Anybody else, man? Okay, I ain't doing that. So I get up there. He showed me how to hold it. I'm like, all right. Like this. First swing, 300 yards down the fairway. Straight up. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Part 3 Podcast. This is our brand new show. I'm Ben Baller, co-host. Got my man, G.R. Smith. Got my boy, Stephen Melben. How do we come together, man? Let's talk about it. Beautiful game of golf, once again. <laughs> yeah, golf strikes again for me. Um, to actually be around you guys right now is really amazing. And uh, obviously, the game of golf just brings so many different people together and different backgrounds. And I'm brand new to it. So, you know, I mean, obviously respect you for what you've done in your career. Respect Steven for the friendship and the career. I met Steven many years ago when he had his magazine. I didn't know he golfed, but he had like talked about it. I'd seen people golfing and I just never really thought it was that interesting to me. Cool. I didn't, you didn't think it was cool. I didn't think it was cool. And, and that's the truth, you know, it was like, man, I'm, co I'm cool, you know, and like my family played. And so, I don't know, I played a tournament one day and, and I never played golf before. And so I put a, a message out on Instagram hey, does anybody have a golf instructor they can introduce me to? And like a bunch of people had everyone tagged and they must have tagged everyone from Butch Harmon to like a local pro. And then you hit me and said, don't worry about nobody, I got you. And ever since then, bro, you've changed my life. Yes, sir. Ron Del Barrio, is, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's the guy. He's, he's, uh, he's, like, he's like the Yoda when it comes to it. But yeah, me and Ben, I've known Ben forever. I've been a fan of JR's, obviously. I'm pleased to be here with you two, and this is going to be a, a wild one. Yeah, this is definitely going to be dope. For me, it's, it's crazy because uh, talking about it off camera a little bit, but right before COVID, I was supposed to come to the store. I've seen certain people out here in LA and Lakeside and Bel Air and LACC with different head covers and towels. I'm like, oh, that is fire, bro. Where do I get that from? And it was told me about the store. And then, sure enough, COVID happens. I was like, damn, man, I gotta get, I gotta get it. And then, what, two and a half, three years later, I'm sitting right next to you. This is, this is amazing, Ben. Obviously, I mean, from content, from music to jewels, like. I mean, you everywhere, bro. So it's hard. You, you're really hard to miss. It's like those <laughs> earrings, man. You're really hard to miss, man. You just be shining. But I'm happy to be here, man. This is amazing. How did you get into golf, though? Because you, I guess you're the newest. I took my first lesson. My coach is a lot like a regular coach. He cusses, smokes cigarettes, and it's literally big science is no smoking. You know what I mean? Cusses, touches everybody. What? And he goes, okay, just hit this ball. And I'll never forget that for a month and a half, I couldn't use any other club but a pitching wedge. And I'm like, yo, is he punking me, bro? Like, I need to know what, like, why is he doing this? I'm ready to hit the driver. You know, I, I never played golf. I didn't even know what a, I didn't know what any, I didn't understand the concept of 987. I didn't understand what the irons, I knew the driver was a driver, but I didn't know anything else. So I'm in the pitching wedge and, and he's like, all right, man, you got some potential. I think I'll see you another time. And I was just getting a lesson like once a week. And then like TaylorMed sent me clubs. They're like, hey man, we'd let us send you some clubs. Sent me some clubs. Then, um, Come to find out, they sent me blades because they were like expensive and nice. I didn't know I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, man, these clubs are hard to hit. 
I go down in the kingdom and I get fitted and Trotty's like, who gave you these clubs? And I was like, well, a stranger did. And he goes, no, we need to give you something else that you can actually hit. This is hard. This is for someone you get like to a scratch level or to a single handicap. And he's like, why'd you send them these? He goes, because they're expensive ones. You know, like they wanted to market them. Obviously I had a lot of followers. So I got fitted. I understood a little better. And then I went to go play Torrey Pines South. I was waiting for the golf cart to pull up. And they're like, nah, man, you know, um, you should feel the experience of what it's like to walk. I'm like, bro, I'm 49 years old. I don't want to walk this course, bro. I'm old. Like, I'm not going to play golf anymore. And I did actually pretty, uh, I I did okay my first round of golf. And right after that weekend, something happened. So the practice one times a week turned to three, four times a week and then started playing more. And then I played a mall band tournament at Braemar. That and then the Roosevelt one was after maybe, but I started playing some more tournaments. And then I broke 100. And I was like, okay, I think I can do this. Then I realized shit was all messed up. It just was, you know what I mean? Like I thought I figured it out and I never, you're never going to figure it out. Right. So, so just so, let me get this right. Your first round of golf was Tory, Tory Pine South. <laughs> yeah. Tory Pine South from the tips walking the course. And they said, your Rolls Royce ain't here to save you today. And yeah. I was like, why has it got to be about that though? And then he's like, I'm just trying to get in your head and understand this is a mental game. Right. And I was That's like, impressive. Tory Pines, Tory Pines South for their first round is impressive. Walking, schlepping. Walking. <laughs> I'm glad Charlie got you out them blaze, though. Yeah, no, the the um, I'm, I don't care about what clubs look like. I mean, I just want, the, the way the clubs I have now, my stealths, they just feel better. I can hit them easier. And, I mean, it's still a big process, you know? I mean, been so playing. So how many years technically have you been playing? I swung my first golf club just about a year ago. A year ago. Okay. I've been playing rounds for just under seven months. And I played my first Pro-Am last month in Japan at the Zozo Champ. So how many rounds do you think you've played? I've played 26 rounds so far today. Oh, you know for a fact? Yeah. Oh, How'd you get into it? I started when I was little. I started when I was, um, I got a job at a golf course, working the range, you know, like with the cart, picking up the balls. And they had these um, tubes where you go in the marshy woodland area and you could take the tube and pick up the ball and fill it up like 30 balls or something. And then you walk over to the bucket, dump it in the bucket and go back in the woods and keep doing it. And so you had that option, or you could just take a club and hack them out into the middle of the of the range, and then you could get in the cart and pick them up. So that's really how I learned how to hit the ball. So I was 12 working in a driving range, and then I would chip the balls out of the woods. The older kids like working there, because I was like the youngest, so the older people working there, then they played all the time, and they would go out after work, and this and the other. And so I'm I realized that like the only way they're going to invite me to be able to play with them is if I can figure it out, if I can actually play, you know, if I can handle myself and and understand like one how to hit the ball, but two like you know the little nuances and such of the of golf. Like it, it's not only about hitting it; it's like who hits first and where you stand and when you're silent and you know like the manners and such of it is important too. So that at that point I was thinking, you know. I got to get better. I got to get better at golf. And I had played tennis before, so I understood how to hit spin. Like I could hit top spin or I could hit cross court or I could hit like a a cut. I realized hitting like a a slice is like hitting an approach shot or a cut in tennis. You know, you got to spin the ball. And so I learned how to spin the ball based off of the tennis. There was an assistant pro who kind of like took a liking to me or something as a kid. And then he started to give me lessons and kind of helped me to get it, you know, figured out my pops played so I always wanted to get better to be able to play with him and his friends and, and all of that and so I started young and I got decent by the time I was probably like almost 16 mm-hmm. and then some of my friends got cars and 
The last thing I wanted to do was hit balls all day at the range when everybody else was doing everything but golf. So right. I bailed and I didn't golf anymore. I went to art school in Atlanta and I didn't have a way to make money. So I figured I could caddy because I'd already learned like why I would get tips. You know, if you pull up, I'll pull up on you right when you pull in. I'm at your trunk. Pop, get the bag. How you doing? Maybe if I remembered your daughter's name or your wife's name, I'd ask how they are. Hey. You know, and then bang, you hit me with a 20 just because every time. So then I start, you know, I check cars and shit. I know who's coming down the hill tea times and I'd be in the parking lot like waiting like <laughs> Mr. Smith's on his way. I got his ass today. <laughs> Whoop, get the bag. And so I knew I could make tips at the golf course and I didn't really have any intentions of playing. So I was probably like 19. All the other caddies, we would play every Monday. So the caddies could play for free on Monday and they'd walk like 36 holes and all week long, you'd be talking about bets and talking shit and who's going to beat who. And, you know, so it became this whole thing. So then at that point, I was like, I'm in. I'll play with y'all. And then I had to start practicing. So then I'd go to the driving range a couple of days a week, not tell any of them, go hit balls, go practice, go chip. And just so I could gamble with all of them on Mondays. So then I did that. You know, the addiction was back. I don't know, three, four years straight in Atlanta where I caddied and golfed. And then I moved to New York City and I abandoned it again did ad agency marketing publishing stuff and i'd never played once in new york and then when i was 33 my wife erica were we were pregnant with remington my second son and i was out partying and doing too much and she was tight i came in at like nine in the morning <laughs> she was tight and so i said look i'm not gonna we're in this together you know i won't drink a party until you have the baby because you know, it's my baby too. So just because you're preggy doesn't mean you sit at home and I go be a derelict. So I'll just chill and stay home. And so she was like, oh, you're the best husband ever. You're the greatest dad. And then I'm like, how in the world am I going to stop partying and going to nightclubs every night? How am I going to do it? And I was, I was, I was done. She wasn't angry anymore, but I had committed to not partying and drinking and, you know, doing drugs and shit. So so then I figured I'll just start golfing again. So I started getting tee times at like Angeles National. Anywhere I could get tee times, I'd get them as early as humanly possible. So it would make yeah, sure I'd at least have something in my head where I'm like, well, I'm going to go to bed early because I'm playing at, you know, 7.05. I'm teeing off. So then it, it took about two, three days. And then I switched the addiction and partying and everything else to, to golf. And then I was like doing flyovers on the holes where I go on the hole and look on the computer and it's like, oh shit, I'm gonna hit four iron on the first hole. I hit three wood on the second driver. You know, so I'm taking like notes and shit on how I can go and, you know, give it my best attempt. Cleaning my clubs, picking my outfits out, getting up early. And that was it. I haven't really stopped playing since then. That was 33 and I'm 46. So that was about 13 years ago where I really started basically playing every day. I'm still at it, you know? Yeah, for sure. How about you, man? Man, so for me, it's like, I'm I'm so mad at myself because my brother and my dad played, bro, growing up. And, like, my brother got trophies. He played in all, like, him and his boys played in all types of events. And we we're, like, 12, 13 years old. And I wouldn't play. I was like, nah, bro. I'm playing football. I'm playing basketball. I'm playing baseball. Like, this is my, like, that's my game. I'm either... Ken Griffey, um, Michael Jordan, or I'm Deion Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I ain't got, like, there wasn't Tiger Woods for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There wasn't Tiger at the yeah. time. So, for me, it was like, it, that shit wasn't cool. That shit, 
I'm I kick myself every almost every day because I could have been if I'd have started then where I could be at by now is crazy. But I started in Houston at Rashard Lewis at a, a fundraiser, you know, outing event. And I was working out with John Lucas at the time and TJ Ford and Steve Francis and all those dudes where we were, we were all working out. But they all knew Rashard because Rashard's from Houston. And they were like, yo, we're going to go out there, support his foundation, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. I ain't doing nothing. I go out. I told them I didn't play golf. They was like, no, nah, that's cool. You ain't got to play. You can just ride around with the car, you know, to have drinks, chill, smoke. We're going to mess with the car girls and shit. All those girls out there, all right, bet. <laughs> Of course, get out there having a good time. It's a vibe. It's nice as hell. I ain't playing. I'm just watching everybody else trash hitting the ball in the <laughs> woods, can barely hit the ball. I'm like, why is y'all wasting y'all time? Like, y'all is trash. Like, I know I could be better to do better than that. So, long story short, I get on. I get up there and uh, I pull up on Moses Malone. Moses Malone, rest in peace. His his group and you know Hall of Famers to me. When I was growing up, it was like everything. Like Moses Malone, Dr. J, like I remember watching them, like Mo Cheeks and all of that in Philly. And as just as a youngster watching that and showing out and having that respect for them. And, you know, I wasn't talking shit to him, but I was talking shit to other people in his group. And he's like, man, you, you think it's so easy? Come, come hit this ball. I'm like, Hall of Famers say come hit this ball. I got to get up and go hit this ball. Anybody else? Like, okay, I ain't doing that. So I get up there. He showed me how to hold it. I'm like, oh, all right. Like this, first swing, 300 yards down the fairway, straight up. I can't believe that shit. I'm like, man, but me, I'm our, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting to do that. Like, after I'm watching y'all, like, I'm an athlete. I can do this. This is that's easy. How long ago was this? This is, what, 13 years ago, 14 years ago? Damn. I hit the ball, talking shit, throw the club back, like, get in the cart, pull off. I'm hyped. You know what I'm saying? They can't believe it. But I don't even realize what I just did. Yeah. So... Probably about an hour and a half go by. I pull back up on this group. He telling people all day long, people who've been going by, they've been talking about it. Word got around on the course and all this shit. So now it's like pressure, it's tense. So, but I didn't even like, you know what I mean? I put it, I low-key put it on myself because I was talking shit too. So I'm riding around, pull back up on this group. It's like, motherfucker, do it again. I bet you can't do it again. So now, of course, people start coming out the woodworks. Let me see what he's going to do. Let me see. Man, I could barely hit the fucking ball, dog. <laughs> and I tell you, after that, I was hooked. I went to the, I literally left. I, I I think I used somebody's clubs up until about six o'clock when until the event was over, and then ran to one of the go local golf stores in Houston. I bought a set of clubs. Tried to run back to the golf course, trying to beat the sun. Couldn't do it. Next day, six o'clock in the morning, I'm up, ready. I went and got clothes. I got all the Nike gear before Nike could even send it to me there. I already placed some phone calls. Like, nah, we're going to send it to you. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Go to Dick's Sporting Goods. I'm buying the whole rack anyway. Right. After that, it was hooked, bro. I've been playing ever since, every day almost. I play, It's funny because to, to what you were saying, like, for me, when I was playing in the league, like, I was playing before practices. I was playing before games, like, it was so soothing. I had to like get out of the nightlife. Everybody was so, oh, he go out, he go out, he go out, he go out. I'm like, all right, cool. Would you rather me go exactly. out or would you rather me be on a golf course at 7 a.m.? And then it's like, oh, nah, you playing golf too much and this and that. I'm like, bro, you can't win for losing that. Yeah, some <laughs> habits are better than others. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I know in sure. baseball, 
in baseball for major leagues, they won't let them play during the season, but they didn't care about you playing during the season. Like when I was with the Knicks, they didn't they didn't care. But when I got to Cleveland, it was like we were playing in the finals, and they was they just thought I wasn't as focused or whatever. I'm just like, bro, if anything, this locks me in because I ain't sitting in a hotel going crazy, bro. Golf for me. I literally spend so much time just sitting there watching it, thinking about it, reading it. Like, it, I don't have, like, other than, you know what I mean? With my kids, <laughs> I don't have time for nothing else. <laughs> exactly. Real talk, man. That's all of us, I think. Malben, what, what, what do you expect? Like, uh, what do you want out of this show? Tell the people. I think we can just talk about our experiences and what's going on in the golf world and bringing in certain friends that can come in and, and talk with us and have a... Uh, just basically show that like you don't have to be like a cookie cutter version of what you think golf is to be obsessed with it right. and that addiction it, it isn't uh doesn't discriminate much you know what i mean when you get bit by the golf bug there's nothing you can do about it you know like all three of us has happened uh, like i was telling benny he said you you introduced me to my instructor and got me hooked on golf and i said you know it's a blessing and a curse because the curse side is is that it's like JR, he hits the first ball perfect. He's like, this shit is easy. And then reality sets in, you know, and it's like golf, every time you think you got it figured out, that's every when it's going to get real bad. <laughs> Anytime you think you got it, that's Bro, what, you ready it's like you're ready. It's like life. Ten days ago, I broke 80 for the first time at Angeles, right? I called Ron, cussed him out. I said, Bro, I don't even need you to coach me anymore, bro, because this shit was easy today, I promise. I should have shot a 76. And he's like, I'm going to hang up on you. Me and Ron go play two days later. Shoot like Welcome back. Bro. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back. Like, he's like, what'd you say again? Because he's usually giving me help on the course. Shot a 91, and I was like, man, the wind was bad today. The goes, here you go, making excuses, man. He's like, Humbling. golf is hard. Humbling sport. Yeah, you know, golf, golf's crazy. It's like the only thing I really like to talk about. Like you were saying, it's like I have my kids and my wife and my business, and my business is golf. So, you know, we started the golf brand because my wife was like, you know, I was going to like little kids got like galas and shit for the preschool here in L.A. And uh, just standing there like a, a, a bump on a log, like I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just standing there, all these other parents, and just until I see someone wearing like a LACC hat. And then I'm like, oh, you play? When we going? You know, and then I'm talking about like bounces of wedges and knock down seven irons. And like I light up when it's time to talk about golf. When it's golf, I could talk to strangers for hours no, for about sure. it. So why not just sit here and talk to y'all about it and see what well, comes out of it? One coincidence that's a nice thing I always know I thought about was that we're all three fathers as well. Yeah. You know, and that's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Multiple kids, right? That was something that was exciting. One thing to touch back on what JR said was after I finally feel like I'm like, not so terrible anymore. I'm still new to it, but I feel like much more comfortable playing anywhere with anyone. I played college basketball, right? You know what I'm saying? I was the first Asian in my university's history to play. Well, I got a scholarship playing football, D1. Then I walked on the basketball team. If I put that much effort, AAU, Slam and Jam, all the leagues I did, if I, and I had the chance to play golf, even younger, if I'd have put the effort into that. You got your kids playing? Yeah. My, my son, uh, oldest one, London's playing. He's, you know, he's, Ron coaches him and then he has a, He's on his school's golf team. He's all right. It's not bad. And I'm just, I, I just want him to even him out. You know, he's too addicted to video games. And I think that this really does mellow him out. And I told him it's, it's more deeper than just what you think. It's, I want this to be a lifestyle. You know, it's like, it's like therapy in a way to him sometimes when he's out there. Because yeah. he really wants to focus on putting. I think it is to us all in a sense. Yeah. Especially if like, when you're not, <laughs> I mean, when you, you going from being indoors or having a, 
you know, people who work in the cubicle and you get the chance to go outside and like walking in the park and just go chase this ball, I think that's therapeutic in itself. That being out in the elements of life, that's there's few there's few better experiences that I've had walking on a golf course and then being on top of a mountain snowboard. Like that view and that vision like yeah. that I don't know, it just gives me a different vibe. I forgot if it was him or if it was Ron or I don't know if who it was, but I called somebody because I was just I think I had hit like a nine or a ten. And then I hit another I hit a triple then, I had like an eight, and I was like, why am I still playing this game? Oh, it'll man? bring you to your knees. And then I, I call I called one of you guys. It might have been Ron, because you don't you don't talk, you're pretty encouraging. And Ron was like, take the fact that you're on a beautiful golf course and that's a privilege in itself and just enjoy the out the scenery and just have fun. Yeah, that was me. So when okay. people play bad, it's like just pretend you're just in the park. Yeah. Right. Just who cares how you hit it? Is you're gonna hit them really, really bad shots. Like I said, like Tony, he topped one, and then he says, "Well, at least it went straight." You know what I mean? It's right. like you can see tour players top the ball with drivers. They play every single day, all day. It's their job, and you see them hit the worst shots ever. Because what you're trying to do is very difficult. You're taking the club way up here, and then you're gonna bring it all the way back. And if it's barely off in any direction, it's a disaster. And then you got to deal with that disaster. On so, top of swinging at 120 yeah, miles per hour. You're lucky to hit it. No, nah, man. You're lucky it, not it, just to whiff the thing, right? right? I mean, it's hard just to hit it. No, for sure. Bucket list. Who would you like to see on the show? Who would you want to have the us interview? Just, just out of curiosity, like, Stephen, like, think of like two or three names of someone you'd love to have on the show. We got to try to get Willie Nelson on here before too long. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Willie will work. Get Willie on here. Like we should that. get Q. Get Q up to come hang out. And okay. Willie. Maybe get just JT on here. Justin Timberlake, he's fun. Justin's yeah. a good dude. He man. loves it. Oh, he loves it. He's, yeah. he's good. He's a Lakeside member. He's obsessed. Lakeside for sure. Um, How about you, man? I'm not going to lie, bro. I want to kick it with John Daly so bad. Let's oh, he's go. my hero. I call myself the Korean John like, Daly. I love that dude. I just, I just, I gotta, as Halloween. I got to kick it with John <laughs> Daly, bro. For sure. He's got a movie coming out, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Hollywood agents and we call like, somebody. Yo. He is a legend, period. Straight up. He, I was in Augusta, and he does the little thing like like four or five years ago, but he has his little booth, and I mean, he has his tour bus out parks it at Hooters every year. So big-ass John Daly tour bus outside of Hooters, and he sits in the parking lot, and if you buy something, he'll sign it for you. That's it. He just sits there all day, and there's a line of like patrons from Augusta who want to meet John Daly and get their photo with him, but he won't take... He, his photo with you or he won't sign you, you know, your hat or whatever the hell unless you buy something from his merch mm. area. I'll buy everything. So man. I went and I, I I went and I was wearing a early Marvin Goff hat and then I bought like a bucket hat. I mean, I bought a Scully with a lion on it, his little lion logo. And I had him sign my hat. I had actually him sign my hat. There's very few people I would let sign a hat. Who else, man? Steph. Probably Ray Allen. Oh, Ray Allen? How, is Ray nice? Can he play? Ray is really nice. Damn, I didn't know that. Ray is really nice. What, like a three handicap? Six? Ray is probably like zero something. Ish. Yeah. Damn, like Ray. Like that? Six, zero point seven, something like that, yeah. Jesus Ray Shuttleworth? Can, yeah, for sure. Wow. Um, You know, I'm new, so since, you know, we all excel, I mean, damn, why the hell can't we have Tiger Woods on here, man? Like, I'd be the dream person, you know, because I got questions for that ass for Tiger, man. You know, I was hoping to see, man. I got a few for So, Mark, Lance, uh, Kip, 
Matt, make it happen. No, um, <laughs> I became really close with Anthony Kim in the last three months. We talk almost every day, and um, he's not ready to talk just yet, but pretty soon he's going to be starting ready to talk. And I know that uh, if he's going to ever talk to anybody, especially anywhere, probably be for me. He said some amazing things about uh, the fact that he's known who I was as a Korean American that inspired him before like Instagram days and all that when he was playing and winning. And he's like, dog, when I found out you play golf, I had to reach out to you. And I was like, shit, I was shocked. So AKB, another one. And uh, just, man, he took my answer right there. John Daly got to be, it's got to be John the dude, Daly, man. So, yeah. you know, we got to get John on here. Freddie Couples, though. I got to go. Oh, man. Freddie like, Couples, man. Freddie Cool is a fan, dog. He was my captain in the. Uh, uh, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Jersey. Yeah. Liberty. Liberty, yeah. He hit me after Freddie hit a 60, right? And he goes, man, he's 65. We still got time. Bro. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You messaged me. That's what I'm like, thinking. If this guy can is, shoot it. I was like, okay. So I rewatched re it on, on ESPN. They have the on demand. And I was like, no, this dude's about to hit a 225, bro, 230. Still drive the ball pretty good, man. man pretty good. He, he, he the, the equipment got so much better that he still hits the ball as far yeah. today as he did when he was at his prime. Right. Just off equipment. Uh -huh. So although he's older, yeah, and his body's not as strong, the clubs work put. so much better. So he's like, it's this, it's almost the same. His swing I'm not gonna, is so say, I'm not gonna smooth, say his name bro. because I don't want to get him in trouble. But he said, I want you to do me a favor. I won Ryder Cup with this thing. Just hit this square driver. Just hit it. If you hit 180 yards, I'll give you $10,000. I'm like, how many shots do I get? He goes, I'll give you three. And sure enough, it was horrible. And then he goes, understand this, Ben. Imagine what Ben Hogan was doing all those years ago in the clubs they were hitting. And these guys still have records that have not been broken. Understand. He goes, Ben, if you hit a stealth driver, he goes, you could just kind of tap it and it's going to go 200 yards. He's like, understand what these guys were doing back then. So you understand because you still so talk a lot ball. of shit. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I need to see Ben, ben Humble. Not Ben Baller, you know? I was like, no, I get it. I get it. But I didn't know what it was like back then. I didn't see the transition of clubs and how difficult. So for Fred Couples still, like even though it's a club, come on, he still had to get the ball in the hole, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I started playing with like wooden ping drivers and <laughs> a lot of balls. Like I really did. That's when I was like 12 or 13. That's the that's what people were using. And like the balada balls, you would cut them. If you hit it thin, the ball's out. So imagine you hit a brand new ball and you hit it thin and you put a smiley face on it and just cut a hole in it where you could almost see the inside of the ball. That's but yeah, it's a big difference, especially Freddie's older, you know? I'm so new, bro, you know. Um, to wrap it up, man, what, what would be like the, the dream course for us to shoot an episode at? And for anybody, if it's if, when it's pertaining to golf, that back patio at Augusta, like... <laughs> They're not gonna let us in there. Where? <laughs> Back patio with Augusta. You, you oh, man, yeah, yeah. You gonna yeah. swing, I mean, bro, you, that you, big you gotta tree. swing for the fences, bro. You it's never a big know if you're gonna make it till you take it. Yeah. You gotta shoot your shot. Yeah, the big tree behind Augusta National, right out there with those umbrellas and all that. That'd be a spot for sure. For sure. And then you join in the Grove? <laughs> bro, man. I've been look, I've been doing research. I heard yeah. you on the list. Uh, man, they just went up a couple hundred. I don't know if I can. Oh, damn, for real? Yeah. I got invited twice already. I just talked to Marcus last night. He's like, yeah, let's go play. But That's amazing, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, it's an amazing experience, bro. It's a, it's a hell of a golf course. Man. I mean, I haven't played band in Dunes yet. I want to do that. I want to check out band and so, you know. That shit is exhausting. Oh, it is? Whew. It's exhausting, right? You leave, like, exhausted. Whew. You leave exhausted, but 
It's a hell of a time, especially if you got a good crew. If you got a good crew, this, it could be a long day. Or if you have you man, ever played golf in in Japan or Korea? No. Oh my God, bro! Now I know you've played way many courses than I have, but when you take an elevator and escalator to the tee box, bro, when you have a Michelin star dinner at the turn, bro, when you hit the ball and the golf cart automatically goes to the ball because the GPS, like it's just a whole different level out there. Like, where is this at? In Tokyo. Really? Yeah. And in Korea, too. Yeah, I've done all that. Where? And Manila. I played in Manila. Yeah. All girl caddies. He's talking about the cart. So the cart is like an eight-seater. She ain't going to let me play there. I'm going to let you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's enough. She ain't going to let me go there, bro. (laughs) Yeah, you You know what's funny, though? I'm going to keep it 100. Respect and everything. I love you. You know that already. I mean, just because we're friends, but... I had no idea what Malban was. I was more interested in just supporting your brand. But think of how many Korean fans I have, right? That are from Korea, that don't understand. They don't have black friends. They don't have white friends. They have only Korean things. That's it. And I have Korean celebrities or huge actors out there. The Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt of Korea. I'm like, oh my God, you always wear Malban. You're... I was like, you don't see the dude I'm with all of that? Steven Malban, he's the owner. He's like, oh my God. I had no idea how big the brand is in Korea, bro. It's bigger than anything out there. Like, I don't want to say brand names and shit on anybody, but, like, think of, like, you it's know. Facts. Yeah, it's the Chanel Hermes of, of, of golf in Korea. It's, it's crazy. Congrats on that, man. No, for sure. Everybody, like, when I when I tell people about it, the brand, you know, when I, the only, only thing I can label it as, you know, or can not label it as, but, like, competitor would be, like, a supreme of golf. Like, yeah. when, you, when you really look at yeah. it, like, bro, this shit is, like, for one, you can't really, like, you can't really yeah. get it unless, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's where, to me, that's where I really, like, I really fell in love with it because it's, like, the exclusivity of of the brand on top of the materials, product, it was just easy. It's I mean, bizarre. Like, it's bizarre hearing y'all even say shit like that. Shit I mean, fire, honestly, bro, bro like, have, you've noticed the, the four tournaments I've played. I played my first damn pro. I'm wearing what, Steven? That little tiger logo. Yeah, I'm wearing the straight. I'm wearing the Malban shirt, and people are in Japan. It was crazy. I was playing, and this LPGA player was in our foursome or in our threesome, and she pulled out a Malban um, divot tool. She said she didn't speak English. You know what I mean? Bro, I and you know what's bullshit too? By the way, did I tell you this? Huh. They made me play from the PGA tees, bro. It just was. It was frustrating, man. But she had she had a Malban uh, little divot tool. I thought that yeah. was cool. Bro, I thought I honestly thought Discord was like only like on some gaming shit because I play like play the game. I didn't. They got like a whole Discord. They got all this shit popping up on my phone, and I'm like, I didn't even know all this shit existed. <laughs> like, this is what's going on. Yeah. Every time something drop, it's like, oh, okay. oh yeah, there's groups and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got wow. We just and it's basically like it's when you start a business with no business plan and your only goal is to like inspire young people to not think off so stuffy and then inspire the stuffy yeah. folks to realize that like young people of different cultures aren't as as bad as they might think. And it's like uh, I got my hands full, you know, and so luckily there's been a lot of other brands that are, you know, doing similar, et cetera. So it's starting more of like a movement which is needed and that's that's amazing and by the way guys we're gonna have so many topics to touch on with golf different experiences different courses different goals and all that man i appreciate it man thank you guys man this is this is amazing i look forward to the next episode tap in we'll see y'all next week